When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, there and uh, welcome Lori and Julia show. Here on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us. The uh, thunderstorms that rolled through the area this morning certainly have brought the temperature down. And it doesn't look like it's going back up much. It's uh, 73 right now, so probably not going to get a whole lot warmer. But get ready for the weekend. 90s. 90s. We'll believe it when we feel it, Donnie. I will believe it when I feel it. Are the thunderstorms done for the day? Uh, not, Are no. the flaming O's going to be rained no. out in Mears Park today? Donnie, uh, is there no. more? There's more, yes. Ah, damn yeah. it. Oh. Showers and thunderstorms likely before 1 a.m. This weather just wants to block us from fun, but we refuse to let it get it. I like that, Lori. We refuse. We refuse. We put our hands down and our feet down. Oh my gosh, I had... The twins are playing. I had orgasms today. Okay. Now this... (laughs) This is the story. I I seriously did. You still... That arm... My arm, but here's the deal with this rotator cuff surgery situation that I've been dealing with for Uh just a mere seven weeks, which feels like seven years, but... um. I have been doing like, oh, too many of my exercises. And uh, then I did, um, yeah, that's right. I was overachieving. And then I was doing a couple wrong. I was doing them. I'd skipped uh, ahead and was doing things that I was not conditioned oh. for. Oh. Well, look at that. Now but, that they set you straight, I always need to have print. They give me They give printouts. me the photos. Yeah. But that doesn't mean when you have six, you're going to do them all right. So I'm showing the lady and she's like, well, that's not the way to do that. That's actually harder. And that's probably why your arm is hurting so much. So then I had a massage because... I'm a lucky biatch that yeah, I can afford are. a massage. Yeah, you are. And seriously, she just like worked and rubbed, and I just felt like it was it Heaven. was an arm armgasm. I like that. Oh. And it didn't hurt at the end. I mean, like my See, arm yes. felt relaxed, and I didn't have any like uh, pain. So anyway, there you go. Oh, that that's okay. been the story of my day. I'm (laughs) (laughs) real exciting stuff. Two hours devoted to the arm. It's it's a fabulous thing. That's not bad, though. No, I know. But I was just like, and she goes, you're doing too many now. Oh, you've got it. I was doing like six exercises. Three times times a day, day. 20 reps each one. Okay, that's a lot. Okay, no wonder. That's a lot. That's a lot. 
But like you said, Jay, I was trying to be an overachiever. You I'm trying to graduate faster. I know, but you're going to need to. It make, doesn't work that way. Not apparently. with no. Not no. with physical therapy. Not apparently. with physical therapy. Mm-hmm. I went out, you know, the um, to Chow Bella last night to the patio. Who even knew that damn place was still open? And it's still booming. Yeah, they have a really lovely patio. They always have. Yeah, they just have a lovely setup there and good food. Is it still right off of France? Yes, yeah. it's the same. The same location. Yeah, and it's I remember when that place opened. Same. Hot, hot, hot. All the hot guys in the Bloomington 494 area were hanging out yeah. there. Yeah, I still think it's hot, hot, hot. I mean, pretty people, pretty food, pretty yeah. drinks. Yeah, nice. It was It was a lovely night because it was finally warm. Oh, it was warm. Casey and I went to the, uh, he hauled dirt uh, what is he doing that for? Oh, I want him to bring it to my house. Yeah, somebody is building a garage by our house, uh-huh. and uh, so they were digging up the ground, so there was all this dirt, and Casey thought he would, being a retired Schneider, that he would even out some spots in the yard. and Sure. And wheelbarrowed oh. over, like, you know, I don't know, six or seven loads of dirt. Mm-hmm. And I said, mm-hmm. well, when you went over there, did you talk to the guy about, like, there's a neighborhood rule, I thought, on official rule that you don't start working. And by working, I mean hammers, buzz saws. Till oh, after 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Yeah. Because yeah, you know is, what? I've heard that. This place, this place, they like 6.30, so does so does everybody. Okay, that That's is rude. really rude. My, Stop the hammering! The people who do our lawn care. <laughs> yeah. At what out, time? They're out there at 7.15. I that. Jeez. And I live by two baseball fields. Yeah. So those guys are out there early too, grooming the field for the next day for the kids right, for T-ball. Right. Oh. So there's a lot of motors fired up. Yeah, I guess. But Casey said no. I just took the dirt and wheeled on home, and my back hurts, so I need a deep dish pizza from Italian pie shop. <laughs> what? What's the connection? He, he wanted her to take care of him. Comfort <laughs> food oh, okay. to the max. We are Casey and I oh are so gosh. identical. Oh, he's like, I just need pizza and a glass of red wine and a juice cup doesn't or a that, juice glass. Doesn't yeah. that just sound good? Yeah. <laughs> no, he won't drink, juice glass. We he don't he like drinks stems. it Italian style. We don't like, like stems. When you, did you notice in Italy or in or in France some of the places that they don't always come in yeah. a stem? Oh yeah, now that, that you they come it. in um yeah. Like basically a juice glass yeah. or a tall. Mm-hmm. The stones weren't on it. Yeah, I know it. I know it. <laughs> With I, I, a little sippy straw cut into the right. side of it. <laughs> but I do. I I don't like stems anymore. I think he doesn't like either. his nose in the glass. That's just a theory of mine. Yeah. I have no idea. I've never asked him about it. But yeah, when he has a stem glass, I mean, like, but they're tippy. I mean, I worry about breaking them. I really like true. the Rydell. You know, the really nice ones. Oh, flat on the, the flat on the bottom. Yeah. I, I probably yeah. not saying the name right. Yeah. Speaking of that, okay, so they were talking about on Good Morning America, they had this whole segment on gadgets, all these new gadgets that you need for your kitchen. There's this, you know, from your refrigerator telling you exactly what's inside. What? To programming your phone to the meat thermometer for when you're at work. Who's got time for all this? No one. But I just think everyone who's got everything linked up to everything, be careful when the scramble comes, you won't be able to do anything. (laughs) You'll be standing outside your keyless entry saying, where's the lock? Right, right. But they had the dumbest thing it was like a what would be a mini juice cup just a short glass yeah with a cover on it you put your hard-boiled eggs inside this glass literally a glass with a cover and you shake it and then you take it out and apparently you know the the egg hard covering will come off easier i thought you don't have to peel it 
Well, you still peel it oh. because you still have to get it off. But I mean, don't you just hit your hardball against the counter or against your sink? Yeah, to yeah. Get, sure. get it started. But why would you take the time to put one by one, one. into this cup, shake it, yeah, that's then take ridiculous. it out? That's ridiculous. That's what I thought. People are inventing things that don't need to be invented. Right. Where are nipples? <laughs> kind of like us. <laughs> we needed those breaking nipples though when we invented them all those years and, ago. And are you familiar with a kitchen device called a sous vide? No. How do you spell it? I have S- no idea. S-O-U-S-V-I-D-E. Sous vide? What does it do? Uh, we met this gentleman who now lives in Africa, originally from L.A. or something. And yeah. he's a, he co- does all the cooking on the cruise. House. On the cruise, yeah. And he swears by this device. What does it do? It keeps the temperature of the water, whether it's hot or cold, within one degree of its setting. You can put a wine bottle in it. You can keep something warm in it. This guy was going nuts. Just you got to have one of these. Is he it's the, the best device. No, no. Oh. No, he's just a cook. Yeah. And he's, really? And, and the, the guy preparing the meal had one. There's one over there. He's got a sous vide. you got to get a sous vide. Really? It's perfect. Well, when I put it in, S-U-V-S-I-D-A, no, no, a car comes up. Right. <laughs> S-O-U-S-V-I-D-E. Okay. Anyway. And it's for water. Yeah, it's it keeps water at the exact temperature at which you set it. God. Isn't that, I mean, but really, Lori, you would, you're not so much of a chef, either am I. I see it, Donnie, now you clip it on the side of it, yes, something. Yes, exactly. I see oh, it. On the side. I see, so if it okay, was like so, a hot day, uh-huh. and you were sitting outside enjoying, uh-huh. It's a method of it cooking on. where things are in a plastic pouch or a glass jar that you're cooked in a water bath. So it's like yeah. steaming, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yep. Oh, so it's for cooking, not keeping cool? No, you can use it for keeping wine cool, he said. Oh, all right. Yeah. Honestly, right. okay. gadgets are one of the gadgets I'm not buying. <laughs> All right. The one that I think does I'm going to continue good. to use my insulated wine handbag that uh, a friend of mine gave me. Yeah, it's that's a handbag. Oh yeah, like a clutch. Yeah, but a little bit bigger, and it's insulated. It's a and great you can put idea. it in the freezer. So if you're oh, taking serious? a boating situation, that's a very good idea. Did you try to give that away to me once? Mm, maybe. I've, I. Listen, I know you got a lot on your hands right now, but... What uh, can we do for you? Well, I think the best thing for me to do is to uh, see the remains of the first victim, the girl on the beach. Okay, fine. Just bear with me, will you? Sure. Thanks. When will we get that silly bastard? Yes, we know that movie, don't we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> I just watched that movie a couple watched weeks Jaws ago. recently? What was... Oh, oh Jaws, American Graffiti. Oh. I don't know. They show them over and over in the summer, and I just... Casey and I were like, yeah, let's watch it. It was another, you know, like a rainy... Rainy night and American Graffiti was on, and that movie holds up and does still it works. Really? It does. It yeah. does because okay. it's set in the 50s, it's set in a certain time. Yeah. And it just works. And Richard Dreyfus, of course, who, you know, is in it, he plays the smart boy who's going off to college, but kind of rolls with all the groups. He has so many funny adventures that yes. night. And it's the first movie that we see Richard Dreyfus in, and then the next movie he's in is Jaws. I mean, so he had. He had quite a... Yeah, quite a bam, boom, beginning, encounter, close encounters from the third kind. I mean, he was like such a huge actor. He was a big deal back in the 70s. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the Goodbye Girl. So yep. anyway, he sat down, he did an interview. Um, he's currently filming On the Rocks with this Rashida Jones and Marlon 
Waylon's, and he's in New York City, and he's 71 now. Is that all he is? Yes. I feel like he would be way older than that. No, he's he's 71, and uh, he sat down and gave an interview and really talked about a lot of stuff, dished a lot of sippy tea. Donnie had to do a lot of editing because he's a slow talker, but here's <laughs> Richard Dreyfus mm-hmm. talking about uh, being uh, doing the movie American Graffiti. Personally, I didn't know what was so magical about the movie. I didn't understand it. George is the only film director I've ever met who doesn't like directing. He would say, is that the way you want to do it? And we'd say, yeah. Okay, Haskell put the camera there and camera there. And you just knew that he couldn't wait to not direct. (laughs) He couldn't wait. And then George did something. He took one of his points and he divided it up among the ten leading actors. And I have made more money off of that one-tenth of one gross point than on anything else. That's a pure gesture. He didn't let anything stand between him and the gesture that he believed in. Harrison and the leader of the gang, one night the two of them got drunk and I was walking by and they threw me into the pool. And that was okay, except they they threw me into the shallow end and I got an egg on my forehead. Okay, that's <laughs> but the, the George Lucas this. gave all those actors, and I forgot that he even directed that. Yeah. Yes, I mean Before Ron Howard. Yes, he's in Cindy it. Williams, yes. of course. Mackenzie, Mackenzie Phillips, Wolfman Jack, our Su- guy Suzanne Summers. That's right, right, her, she's the girl right. The and Tor- the guy who came in, the guy who drives the hot rod. Paula Matt. Paula Matt. He was in it. And I loved the blonde girl, Candy, who's oh, yeah. with Toad. And they have I all the I can't believe fun. you. I have not seen that probably since. I only watched it like two weeks ago. And it just was, I got, just, it was good. It and was that fun back to see. then, that was 1973 that George Lucas had enough sent. For the point. Yeah, you get a point. You get a point on the back end. How about that? Okay. something. Here's Richard Dreyfuss, of course, talking about uh, his iconic role in Jaws. There was this young man with a kind of leather hat. This is Steven Spielberg, and he's got destiny written all over him and all that. And I said, me too. (laughs) We were putting me into the cage, and I had a line which was, I got my spit. And as I said it, the winch went... (laughs) and the cage fell. I was caught inside the cage. Mask is gone, breathing apparatus is gone, top of the cage is gone, and I have to, you know, I have to not panic. Everyone thought that they had struck gold. And I said, what are you talking about? It's just a little movie. And so when the film was released, I found myself going back to the talk shows and saying, I'm the guy that didn't believe in it. <laughs> wow. And of course, and that based was a, on a Peter Benchley novel. Right. And that was yeah. 1975. Right. The year we couldn't swim in our above ground pool. Yeah. It had algae and I August. was afraid of Pike Lake. I was afraid of our above ground yeah. pool. I was worry. afraid of walking in Lake Superior down at Why well, would be too? Yeah, no, it was unbelievable that movie. And that movie still works. Oh, right. Yeah. Rich, uh, you know, uh, Richard Dreyfus and the chemistry he had with um, uh, Roy Schneider. Roy, Roy Schneider. Yeah. So- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman. 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Great. So great. And then, of course, the other guy, Pete, um, uh, Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw, oh, yes. plays Captain Quint. Okay, here he is talking about the movie The Goodbye Girl with Marsha Mason. Yeah. I get a phone call. Did you hear that Bobby De Niro was fired this morning? I said, bullshit. Who's going to fire Bobby De Niro? So I called Ray Stark. Ray says, I'd like you to do a reading of Bogart at my house this week. And so I did. And I am a wonderful actor. And I know it. Two weeks later, maybe three weeks, I get in the mail the script. Now it's called The Goodbye Girl. Then he had a story down perfectly. I added one phrase. I added the line, a buffo. I sleep in the nude, a buffo. Winter and summer, rain or snow with the windows open. That's he Marcia was funny. Mason. He yeah. was great in he that movie. He was funny. I yeah, loved that movie. Was, and, and it, oh, yeah, it didn't, didn't. Didn't she get an Academy Award he nomination? He, he did. won it. Oh, he did. He did. Win for yes, that. He won it. I li- that was he Neil was, Simon. Yeah, he was just on such a hot streak, and his voice is so distinctive too, sounding. And he always looked older, younger at the same time yeah. in a weird way. He did a ton of movies. He did so many movies. Now, here he is talking about filming uh, the movie What About Bob with Bill Murray, and he did not have fun. Now, What what About Bob? I hated that movie. I saw it. That is a movie, 100%, I feel, that that came out in 1991. It was geared towards guys. Yeah, I went to that. I don't think it did that great. I don't think so. Yeah, here he is talking about uh, working with Bill Murray. I didn't talk about it for years. Bill just got drunk at dinner. He was an Irish drunken bully, is what he was. He came back from dinner. He walked in and I said, read this, I think it's really funny. And he put his face next to me, nose to nose. And he screamed at the top of his lungs. Everyone hates you. You are, you are tolerated. There was no time to react. Because he leaned back and he took a modern glass-blown ashtray. He threw it at my face from closer than you are. And it weighed about three-quarters of a pound. And he missed me. He tried to hit me. I got up and left. How about that? I want Richard Dreyfuss to write a book because he's so dishy. This is an interview with Yahoo where he was sitting down going over his movies. Remember he's played Bernie Madoff. That's what we saw him in recently in 2016. He was excellent, I thought. He was excellent. And this On the Rocks movie with Rashida Jones follows a young mother who reconnects with her larger-than-life playboy father on an adventure in New York City. 
of course, you know, Richard Dreyfus is the Playboy father. So do you do you remember uh, the one he was in with Holly Hunter where he uh, not Mr. Holland's opus, which she was excellent. Oh, that in, was good. But the one with Holly Hunter where he um was the salesperson of um timeshares yes, in yes, Florida yes. and looking for the name of it. I can't remember once the name around. Of it. And he was in postcards from the edge too. Um, once around, he kind of then got into doing all kinds of different, yeah, but it. he was like a big leading man. Yeah, he was once around Holly Hunter, yeah. Danny Ariello or whatever his name is. Ariello, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gina Rollins. Yeah. yeah. So I like it, but I'm ready for Richard Dreyfus to write a book because he's given us dish. Given Do us people dish. like him? I feel like he had a kind of a, he might've had a, a reputation. Yeah. I mean, all, anybody that's an actor, but who knew Robert De Niro was going to be in the goodbye girl. And got fired. And got fired. Well, when yeah. we come back, you're not going to believe who was going to originally play Allie in The Notebook. Yes. And uh, schedule this date, February 3rd, 2020, is the date that Johnny Depp's defamation thing is going to trial with his ex wife, Amber Bird. Oh my year. gosh, that's yep. still happening. Still happening. Hopefully, right. something happens before that. I know it. My talk. Listening is just part of the My Talk experience. For more fun, follow us on social media. Find My Talk 1071 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's Thursday, and the people in Los Angeles have been wondering, where the hell has Ryan Gosling been? And he was spotted out in uh, Melrose Avenue today, looking like a dad in a baseball cap and, you know, just a T-shirt and some jeans. But he's been extra, 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 extra quiet. The last thing we saw him in was First Man. Now, I know IMDB isn't always right, but they don't have anything listed. He is taking a break. He is is waiting. For the right role, but the movie The Notebook just turned 15, so there have been a lot of nostalgia articles about Noah and Allie. And here was who was supposed to play Allie, or who tried out for The Rachel McAdams part? Uh-huh. Initially, okay, so initially, just a little bit of history, Steven Spielberg wanted to, when the rights got bought, he wanted to direct it. Did Spielberg it. do Notebook? No, no, no. he didn't. Okay. He wanted to direct it, but didn't end up directing it. In 1996, when the rights to the book by... Nicholas Sparks. Yes, where um, New Line bought it, and Steven Spielberg expressed interest in directing the movie in 98. His pick for Leaning Man was Tom Cruise. Scheduling conflicts happened, of course, as they always do, and um, it was goodness. years before... Um, what is his name? John Cassavetes. Nick Cassavet- Cassavetes. Yes. And so, just to go back now. And Gina Rowland. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nick Cassavetes, um, The Notebook, first of all, is based on a true story by Nicholas Sparks' ex-wife. It was Cindy's grandparents, who were together over 60 years, uh, that he wrote the story on. I didn't ever know that. So, when it came time to cast, he cast his mother as the elder, Allie, who is Gina Rowland's. Mm-hmm. 
That's his mom. So he directed his mom. That. I did and not know that. Neither did Nicholas I. Sparks' mom is no, Gina Rowland? No, John Cassavetes. Oh, Nick, Nick Cassavetes directed yes, the movie. Yes. Got it, got it. So that, his mom is Gina Rowland. So all the pictures they use throughout the entire time when you're visiting um, Senior Allie and yeah, James and Gardner. Yeah, the young her. That was really They're her. all her, but they put in pictures of James Gardner at, oh, instead cool. of the dad. Hmm. Um, so when they were trying out actors um nick really wanted this unknown actor ryan gosling even though he'd been a musketeer yep that's all he'd been Mm -hmm. really he didn't he just liked him he um he invited him to come over to his house to meet him in his backyard and uh ryan gosling told the british magazine he looked at me and said i want you to play this role because you're not like any other young actors in hollywood you're not handsome you're not cool you're just a regular guy who looks a bit nuts. <laughs> so Brian was cast. Mm-hmm. Then it was time to find Allie. The Brit- young Allie. Yeah. yeah. Britney Spears. What? Britney Spears. Uh, another Whoa. Musketeer? Yes. Hmm. And um, Gosling revealed that he screen tested with Britney Spears, saying, yeah, I did. I hadn't seen her really since she was about 12 when we were on the Musketeers together. She's grown up, but she was really good. Really good, actually. She did a nice job. We were 12. I don't remember much else, but she did an excellent job. It was cool. So she was kind of the forefront. Other people that tried out for it, that wanted it, and said it was the one that got away, Jessica Beale. Oh. She was making Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And Ryan Gosling went to where they were filming into her camper. To test to chemistry? Test. Yes. She had blood all over her, and they're doing the chemistry test. She didn't get it. She's always said that was the one that got it away. Mm -hmm. And how they ended up with Rachel McAdams, just through more auditions, and she was an unknown. Um, You know, Mean Girls hadn't come out yet. None of the other things had come out. He said, but their chemistry was spot on. Right. So then this casting goes. They did not get along. No. They both were sent to do... um, Wherever it was filmed, where is it? They didn't Ten? start dating till like a year after that Two. movie came out. Two. Two years. They okay. did not like each other. So um, they finally, Ryan um, Gosling went to the director and said, listen, there's 150 people standing in this big scene. He says, Nick, come here. He was doing a scene with Rachel. Would you take her out of here and bring in another actress to read off camera with me? And the director, Nick, says, hey, what? He said, I can't do it with her. I'm just not getting anything from this. I just can't do it. So what he does... He takes the two stars into a room and let them just scream at each other and hash it out. Oh. Because she wanted Allie to be played this way. He saw it a different way. Now it's my way. And then from that, they came out of there and they did it. Yeah, wow. And then the sexual attraction didn't start until two years years later later. when they were doing promotion or whatever. Wow. They won Best Kiss in 2005. I think the movie came out in, what, 2004? Mm -hmm. And um, at the MTV Movie Awards. And he said, I don't know what happened, but... um, they, two years later, I saw her in New York, and we started getting the idea that maybe we're, we were wrong about each other, that yeah. maybe there was something. Yeah. They dated for three years. We saw him yeah. at the Screen Actor Guild Awards. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. And he's been with Ava Mendez since 2011, so he's been with Ava three times longer than he was yep. with Rachel McAdams, but we still feel those two, like the... The culture of that relationship seemed so real to everybody. It was, and yeah. so they went really method. So um, Gosling went to, before the filming started, they filmed in Charleston. So two months before the filming started, he went um, and started rowing on the Ashley River. Mm-hmm. So, because there's a rowing scene. He made furniture. 
He apprenticed with a cabinet maker in town. He made the Adirondack chairs that are in front of the big house. He made the table that maybe they made love on. Wow. But the cabinet maker said, you can have this wood for the table, but I want the table back after yeah. the filming. Yeah. And then um, the birds scene, you know, the big bird mm-hmm. scene at the end, that almost didn't happen because they couldn't get anyone to do it. So what they did is they bought a ton of chicklings when they started filming. What are chicklings? Just little birds. Is that a little new chicks? word that you're making? Chicklings. That's a new okay. word. Well, just okay. little chicks. birds. Chicks. Chicks, chicks and chicks. starlings combined yeah. <laughs> to make a new baby bird. <laughs> so they raised them in the back of one of the semi-trailers, and they would always go feed them out in that pond area. So by the time it come came to shoot that scene where he's paddling, right, right. and it's raining, yeah. and the, all those birds, they had trained them. Aww. And and Hollywood cool. came out, and they couldn't believe that they made it happen, because they wanted them to cut the scene. Because right. they said, it's too expensive, we can't find trainers who will do this for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. The sex scene was toned down to keep it PG-13. Of course it was. Is there and, a director's cut? <laughs> no. And the big news, it's heading to Broadway. They announced it in January of this year. Singer-songwriter Ingrid Mickelson, who you know, Michelson, yeah. yeah, revealed she's writing the music for the Notebook stage adaptation with This Is Us writer Becca Brunsetter. She's writing the book, so there you go. All right. Well, and let's uh, before we go to the break. Yeah, yeah. let's. It's too early to play go this. to the break. No, it let's play early. this. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What it's... do you want? God damn it. What do you want? I have to go. What do you want? Do you want? What do you, you want? want? Just tell me. And James Garner was the older character. Yes. Yeah. Well, that movie still holds up. It Totally I, holds up. Holds I, up so yeah. much. And Ra- uh, Ryan Gosling, he's a Warner Brothers dude. You know, like Ben Affleck, Leonardo, mm-hmm. Tom Hardy, Bradley Cooper, and now Arbats. So I'm wondering if like Deb, like the Warner Brothers always has Ryan in mind. And he's just like very particular about his roles or something. Because he can do weird offbeat stuff. Well, he's done so many different things. Yeah, I know, I know. Anyway, there's random, a uh, random rumor out there that he's thinking about playing Lex Luthor, like the way Joaquin Phoenix is doing his own Joker, Joker. movie. And I'm like, please, I'm Ryan, don't those. do that. I'm so sick of those. Don't do that. No, you're right. He has nothing. Nothing. And I've seen her out and about. His Ava Mendes. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Here's a uh, review straight from Neil the Knitter. He's yes. in was in New York. He went and saw the, uh, the prom, the musical. Oh, yes. Because that's going to be, isn't it going to be made into a movie? Yeah, no, no. Um, Ryan, the guy who did um, Feud, is going to be doing prom with Meryl Streep. Is it going to be a movie or a TV thing? I can't remember. Look it up. But so he saw the prom on Broadway last night. Show is really great, really funny, catchy songs, engaging cast, narcissistic. Here's what it's about. Narcissistic theater actors travel to Indiana to save a lesbian's prom. I recommend it. Closes August 11th. And then he took a picture of a side of a bus advertising Sarah Jessica Parker and Thomas Hayden Church's coming back divorce Divorced. on HBO. It starts this Sunday. Yeah, he said, I'm a huge SJP fan supporter, but this photo was hideous. Her PR people must hate her. <laughs> and then he showed me the really tragic, tragic, oh, yeah. terrible devil eyes mm-hmm. of her. And she's on buses everywhere. 
in just New like York Sex City. in the City. Just like Sex in the City. Um, Ryan Murphy, it's going to be airing on Netflix, but Prom the Musical is going to be a movie. Okay. But it's going to be the musical. Um, Nicole Kidman, Ariana Grande, yeah. Aquafina. So, yeah. Meryl so Streep. Closing yeah, August right. 11th if you're going to Broadway All this right. summer. And that's Neil's recommendation. I recommend looking at the Charlie Angels uh, uh, trailer. It's uh, Elizabeth Banks' reboot of it, and it looks fun. And she does, you know, she did all those singing ones. Pitch, pitch perfect. perfect. Yeah, she I wrote like the her. screenplay. She directed it. She's very good, and she plays Bosley. Oh, she does. And Kristen Stewart. Hello, Angels. I know uh-huh. Kristen Stewart is in it, and uh, Naomi Scott and Ella Belinska. Miley Cyrus wrote a song with she, yeah Ariana Grande, but it's beautiful women doing be- wearing beautiful clothes and exotic locales doing tricksy spy things. Oh, it doesn't come out until November. This seems like a feels like a summer movie to me. It does, and I don't know yeah. why it's not coming out because the yeah. box office could use an injection of fun. Mm-hmm. When I watched the trailer, it kind of gave me Ocean's Eight feel you know like the cast chemistry is like it's going to be like mm-hmm. that look at kristen stewart with the long long hair yeah. and then she take they're all wearing different Sexy. wigs oh, but fun anyway so there we go so i just wish this movie was coming out this summer but we got to wait till the november which is, i think the sun's going to come up yeah, right. soon where we won't want <laughs> to go, go to movies and read as many books that we've go. been doing but all right listen well speaking of books we are waiting we're going to talk to uh, christina lauren uh, her latest book, The Unhoneymooners, is a book that you're going to want to have in your beach bag. We'll be right back. Scary. That's what My Talk's watching. Everything streaming, everything entertainment. My Talk 1071. Everybody, all right, let's talk books. Uh, we are really excited. We have Lauren Billings joining us, and she has a writing partner, Christina Hobbs. And we cannot believe, Lauren, that we are just discovering about Christina Lauren books, because you guys have written quite a few. And we have loved our first Christina Lauren book, The Unhoneymooners. So thanks for being with us. Oh, hey, thanks for having me. It's really fun to talk to you. It's weird to be here without my partner, but I'm super excited. Yeah, okay, so how many books have you two uh, uh, women written together? So The Unhoneymooners is our 23rd published book. But but we've got another few that we've finished and aren't out yet or that we haven't published just for one reason or another. How did you guys, okay, well, first we'll hear about the setup of the book. Yeah, tell us about the book. The book, and then we want to hear about how you guys kind of started it. Sure. Um, Okay, so The Unhoneymooners is a story um, about a woman named Olive and her sister is getting married. And um, her nemesis is the the best man. And so at the start, they hate each other. But because she's the maid of honor and he's the best man, they have to play nice. Um, But the entire wedding party gets food poisoning except for them. um, Because she's allergic to shellfish and he's really picky about buffets. So they're the only ones that don't eat this seafood buffet and um because everyone is so sick her sister proposes that they go on the honeymoon together so that it doesn't go to waste and so it's just sort of you know hijinks and silliness and they sort of discover that they might not hate each other as much as they thought oh my gosh you you two really i like your spicy sex scenes too that was very appreciated (laughs) (laughs) oh excellent yeah high fives all around it's a really fun read it's a great beach read. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. it really thank is. You. And, you know, our our uh, beachiest of authors uh, passed away last weekend, Judith Kranz, 
you know, and mm-hmm. she was so prolific with her great stories. But I, I think, um, you know, like I was thinking about that. Would you go on a trip with someone you hated if it meant a free vacation? And I thought, yep, I would. If you, yeah. Yeah, if it's to Maui. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been? Had you been to Maui? Yeah, actually, um, so my family goes there every other year for the week between Christmas and New Year's. Mm -hmm. And um, in 2017, I guess, what is time? I don't even know what day it is. Um, But I think in 2017, we went and Christina's family also came at the same time. And so we had a few days that we spent together in Maui. And I think that's really what inspired us to write this because... It is such a perfect setting for a rom-com. Oh, it really is. And when you when you read The Honeymooners, if you mm-hmm. haven't been to Maui, you're like, yeah, I'd like to go to this place. Did you I have know. a particular resort that you had in mind when you were writing it? Was like, was it the place you're staying, like the Ritz-Carlton or the no, so, Marriott? Yeah, we <laughs> we always rent a house when we're there. Okay. But I think I think I would tell that... Um, she had really wanted to stay in some time at the Grand Wailea. Yes. And it's just this sort of giant, beautiful, you know. I know. Yeah, it's place. down by the Kehlani Hotel, which is another yep. gorgeous mm-hmm. place to stay at. So, Lauren, yeah. when you tell um, everybody, so you're one half of the writing par- par- partnership, Christina, Lauren. How did you guys get together and decide to start being a writing team? So it's actually funny because you guys were just talking about the Charlie's Angels trailer yes. yep. <laughs> and Case Stu is in that. And Christina and I met when we were writing fan fiction online. We met in the Twilight fandom. Oh, you're and kidding. We were in a num- we were- no, I'm serious. We were both writing fan fiction. We had full-time jobs. We were just doing it for fun. We were. She also wrote some Harry Potter fic. I was writing some Hunger Games stuff. It was all just for fun. And um, she had a really huge breakout story that just got really big. And so I invited her to come be on a panel at San Diego Comic-Con where we were talking about fan fiction and fan art. And that's when we met in person for the same time. And we just really hit it off. Like, it was this sort of wonderful, fun thing. Yeah. I mean, because you guys wrote together last year alone four books. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys... do you live in the same area or? No, we don't. Yeah, I'm in Southern California and she's in Salt Lake City. So we get together often because we always like to outline in person, but then yep. we kind of go to our own writing caves and write. Yeah. Yeah, I think too, you know, like we were when we were talking about The Notebook and we were talking about Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams and how they couldn't stand each other when they mm-hmm. made the movie and then they start dating and have this intense relationship you know two years after the movie is made even though they went through the whole movie experience of hating each other and it's kind of what happens with Olive and Ethan her you know the guy that's Mm -hmm. the brother of the groom and they go and yeah it's Ethan you got it yeah and it is true like sometimes uh like you because those two she misunderstood how he felt about her they met at the State fair. Yes, they did. You know, mm-hmm. I loved that's it. the other yep. thing. You, you know, have a lot of Minnesota things. I loved it. Yeah. It Are either it. of you from here? No, but I went to McAllister. Oh, you did. And so, yeah, right. and I um, I stayed there for a couple of years after to work. And my sister actually still lives there. She married my college boyfriend's roommate. So Stop. I'm still in the Twin Cities. Yeah, Stop. isn't that cute? Okay, is, I know. I love it. Okay, so we um, are talking about the book uh, The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren, which is just such a fun read. You guys also, Lori and I read that Jenna Dewan is going to team mm-hmm. up with Andy Fickman to um, make your romantic comedy, Roomies, 
into, is it going to be a TV show or is it going to be a movie? Uh, So we've written, Christina and I wrote the script for a feature, so it'll be a film. Um, Whether it ends up in theaters or if it lands someplace like Netflix or Amazon, we're not sure yet. All of that is still being sort of figured out right now. But yeah, it's been a really fun process. We're super excited. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is. I know. That's exciting. And that there, you know, for you guys to be able to do the screenplay too is very cool. It was amazing. It was a really, really cool process. We It was the first time we had started a screenplay from the blank page, and it's very different from writing a book, but mm-hmm. they've just been the best group, and it's been a really fun, fun adventure. Well, we want Jenna Dewan to have like a good hit under her belt with a good, fun Same. movie and roomies. We haven't read it, but I'm what is to. it about? Tell us just in, a, in a, like a sentence what roomies is about. The Roomies is like green card meets Broadway. Ah. So there's a marriage of convenience on Broadway. And it's it's really fun. We love that book. And it, it would be a perfect adaptation because there's music and there's dancing and there's, you know, a love story. All right. And well, New York as a backdrop. That is very cool. So we can, and we don't have to feel um, like, what are we going to read from Christina Lauren? We'll just go backwards and read Roomies. And then my favorite half night stand. Oh, I, yes. That one. Your, your books look so much fun. Now, do you have like a million in the works right now again? For um, We're ahead by a few, but uh-huh. we've slowed down a little bit. We When we first started publishing, we were publishing a few books a year. We're just down to two now. Yeah. So. Well, that's got, that's got to be kind of nice for you guys. And do you collaborate on the sex scenes or do you take turns writing them? I'm just curious. I mean, we write, like, we'll each draft a chapter or a okay. section, but then we both edit it very intensively. So by the end, it's it's pretty much had both of our hands in it. That could so be a field speak. trip for us, Lori. <laughs> I know. Thank <laughs> you so much, Lauren. The book is The Unhunted for having me. Oh, it's just such yeah. a fun book. Thank you so, so much. We've got I a couple copies to give away. Thank you. 651-641-1071. If you need a fun and flirty novel with some sexual tension, here it is for you. Absolutely. Yeah, jeez. Lorraine. I know. I well, bet we could write a good sex scene at some point in our life. Julia. Mm-hmm. I know it. I know, but it has but to go on paper. Yeah. I have to type it. Who we're not? I don't. I don't want to write a book. I know. Neither do I. I don't. But I do think. But I do like reading be, a good book. I do too. This is a fun book. Yeah, it's just, it's a feel good romantic comedy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it Favorite was nice novel. to go to Ma- it was nice to go to Maui, and I loved reading uh, all the descriptions about Ethan's body, <laughs> and I like the body positivity about her curvy figure yeah, and I did her too. boobs. It was so good. The the sister dynamic and yeah, the big family dynamic. Yeah, it was it was fun. People, we recommend it. Listen, all right, what do we do when we come back? Oh, we've got um, we've got uh, an Idris update and a royal report.